This Advisor Success Series podcast is brought to you by Astron Life. Get more out of Astron Life. More opportunity and value for both you and your clients. Brisbane advice firm Sharon Partners has developed what it calls a structured advice model for its clients, which, when combined with its approach to developing and retaining educated and engaged staff, have become the building blocks for its success. Find out more about how this business operates as we speak with Sharon Partners' Nathan Yule. We're joined today by Nathan Yule, who's uh, an advisor and uh, director of Sharon Partners based in Brisbane. G'day Nathan, nice to talk to you today. Thanks Peter, good to meet you. Perhaps if we could start off, uh, if you could give us a brief description of the business that is Sharon Partners today. Who are your clients? What's the, um, what's the background of the business? Certainly. Um, well, Sharon Partners was originally founded back in 2005 by Ken Hanlon. And over the, the last 13 years, with a lot of organic growth, uh, acquisitions which have merged their businesses into uh, Sharon Partners, me being one of those back in 2009, the businesses continued to evolve and um, to grow to what it is today. So clients, uh, primarily a lot of uh, uh, general mums and dads. Uh, we have a lot of small to medium sized business owners. Uh, we have a lot of white collar professionals. Um, we, uh, I guess, have a number of sponsorships with the, the, the legal society and the bar associations. And um, yeah, so very broad, Peter. All right then, so it, it, it does appear that you, uh, with a broad client base that has built over the years as a result of um, acquisitions and mergers, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you have any way of being able to provide a consistent advice message to your broad-based clients? Uh, well, certainly we, um, I guess in the, the formative days, we, we put a lot of emphasis on, I guess, the systems, the process. We spent um, a 12-month project uh, rolling out what we call our structured advice model. So that was, a, as I said, a 12-month program where we were, uh, I guess, tuned in on a, a weekly basis to help build the processes that we could actually really, uh, I guess, take on the, the growth over the, the latter years. So, Okay, so for your advisor peers out there, can you drill down a little bit further into what constitutes the structured advice model? Certainly. So it's about just providing a, a platform for whether we had two advisors or a hundred, but we're effectively able to, to, to delve into, I guess, a client's really lifestyle, what they're looking to, to achieve from a personal level. Um, I mean, I look at product, um, platforms, it's really the, what falls out the back end. It's, uh, for us, it's about trying to, to build the, the relationship from, a, from that personal side. Um, I look at two, two, let's just call it two doctors, both earning the same wage, but have two very different sort of uh, objectives, what they're looking to achieve. So with this um, the structured advice model that we went through the process, it's about uh, it's more trying to learn um, what, what's important to the clients. So, and, and it's been eight years since we've sort of uh, rolled out the, the structured advice model. And it's great now, like even in, in uh, I guess, review meetings with a lot of these clients who have been looking after for a number of years, the, the conversations really 10% about 
what, what's happening with the investments, what's happening with the insurance. 90% is more about, I guess it's more just uh, what's, what's happening in their day-to-day lives and uh, how they're actually achieving what we'd set out to, to do from, from that initial get-go. All right, so there's, um, there's a group of advisors and advice businesses in Australia that are strong advocates of being very, very specialised mm-hmm. in the nature of their advice and who their target uh, audience, their ideal client is. And yet we uh, have, on the other hand, businesses such as Sharon Partners, mm-hmm. uh, whose uh, history is, is based on uh, the more mum and dad type client, the, the more general client um, demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it would seem, though, that your structured advice model seems to be able to specifically address the needs of each client the business has almost effectively in the same way as that specialised advice firm. Um, correct. And I guess that's the beauty of, um, I guess, financial planning. There, there is not one, one I guess, uh, correct answer or solution for every single person. So it's um, very diverse. You might be t- talking with someone in their, I guess, early 30s who, look, I guess the, the, the risk side's important to them, ensuring that they're covering off on debt, the family, those sort of needs all the way through the life stages to eventually retirement and, and about preserving those their assets so that they can actually live a, a lifestyle that they want to live in retirement. So. Okay, so uh, with, the, uh, with the learnings uh, from implementing the structured advice model, you'd certainly be an advocate that while specialisation is one way to go for advisors and advice businesses, it's certainly not the only way to go. There are other solutions out there. That's correct. Okay. So there are lots of elements that go towards making up a successful advice business. Sharon Partners has uh, clearly stood the test of time. Can you point to one or two elements uh, within the business that has kept it on um, the right path effectively and has helped it to evolve as it has? Yeah, yeah Peter, I think, um, well, I guess obviously uh, the core, core uh, I guess, outcome we're looking for is obviously providing the appropriate solutions to clients. but. Of equal importance, we think uh, what's inside the, the actual business, the culture within the business, is of, of equal importance. Um, key for us is looking for, I guess, trying to bring in like-minded individuals, good when staff. When you say like-minded individuals, mm. do you mean advisors or staff? Or I, I know all staff. We have um, so we we budget approximately four percent of total salary and wages on providing additional education to all staff. That may be senior advisors to front of house. For us, um, we feel that obviously educated, uh, engaged staff lead to obviously that key key point of um, providing best outcomes for clients. So, I mean, you know when you are, if you call an office, you know from that first minute or you've been met by the receptionist, whether they want to be there or not. So we feel that um, obviously ensuring that uh, staff have a, a real career path is key to actually maintaining uh, ma- maintaining those people that you want within the business. Um, we also do obviously a lot of checkups with regards to all staff. We have um, we sit down on a six monthly basis, see how everyone's progressing. Whether I mean, like a prime example is our our practice manager. She she joined Sharon Partners five years ago as a client service officer. Didn't have any. Um, prior experience in the financial services businesses and over that time she determined that she obviously built her way up as a client service officer, 
it wasn't what she wanted to go down the power planning route, advisor route, um, or stay in the sort of client services role. More managerial is what she was looking to do. So we spent a lot of time working with her to obviously do the, the appropriate education and and she's now doing a fantastic job in that role. So again, it's um, just about trying to find really good good people and ensuring that I give them a reason to leave, I think. Okay, so we've talked about uh, your clients and, uh, and in fact, I'm gonna come back to your clients in a minute because um, again, all advisors want to understand their clients' values, but um, with Sharon Partners, it's, uh, it's a certainly a, a policy and a very dedicated task to deeply understand all of your clients' policy, uh, your clients' values, and I'd like to explore that with you in a minute. But uh, are there any other key planks that relate to um, the basis uh, of sharing partners on which you build the rest of the business? Yeah, absolutely, Peter. So, obviously, as a, in addition to obviously providing the sort of hopefully the best outcomes for our clients, also having a happy culture within the within the business, we also look to what we can do in the broader community. So. Uh, 11 years ago, our first first point of call, we've got an outreach centre which um, is called Footprints. We have um, and made a point that two staff members, the first Tuesday of every month, will will actually go into the outreach centre. So it's generally people who have had, they've been they're homeless, they've had substance abuse issues. Most of them are just lonely, and and we'll have uh, we we'll spend the full day in Footprints. We we bring along a number of uh, sort of gifts general basics, uh, health um, toothpaste and just the basics that we take for granted and spend the time in there having lunch, morning tea, speaking with all the regulars so we've got to know them all on a very close basis and we report that back to the office on a, a monthly basis what's happening at Footprints. So that's been going for 11 years now and uh, and I guess more of a recent uh, I guess change was we we actually went to a recruitment agency that specialised with people with disabilities. Um, so that was, was actually closer to five years ago now. We uh, recruited Carmel. She'd never had a job before, but for our lucky clients and guests who come into the office on a Monday, Wednesday or Friday, she'll uh, warmly greet them and take them to one of the, the meeting rooms, provide coffee, tea. Uh, she, she's a yeah, fantastic uh, inclusion to the team. She also, well, on a Friday afternoon, will give each everyone's uh, handset a wipe down uh, with a disinfectant. Okay. That's brilliant. Yep. Okay. So before we, um, before we move on to talking about the, the deep dive into your client's values, mm-hmm. um, I was wondering with regard to the um, staff, your staff going along to the Footprints um, mm-hmm. venue, was that in any way challenging or confronting for your staff to do that or is it something the business embraces, has embraced and uh, everyone feels good about? No, everyone. Um, it is for me when I first went along to my first uh, my first day. It is quite confronting. Um, I sort of came away feeling a little bit wow, like just gives you just a, an idea on what how some people um, are actually getting on. It's uh, it was, I wouldn't say depression, depressing, but it was it was just really makes you uh, appreciate what you've got and uh, for what we I guess go in there and provide it. You can see they actually enjoy the, obviously the conversation, and uh, and it's and it's great that we can actually, I guess, uh, brighten up, I guess, someone else's day on a, even though it's a short period of time, but uh, it's it's um, something that's it's been really it's core to what we do moving forward. I think. Okay, um, it's core to what you do, and it certainly reflects the personality of the business, and I presumably goes towards building a culture within the business. But has it 
in turn given back to the business, your own uh, investment of your time and commitment uh, to, to, these, um, to this community? Yeah, uh, we don't look at it as a financial benefit for the business. Obviously, it's more about what um, we can do. I guess it comes back to the culture as well, where we can actually provide something back to the, the broader com uh, community. We, um, it's local, so Footprints was originally about 300 metres down from where we were based in Newstead. Um, we moved into the city in Mary Street about six years ago. Uh, Footprints, they also moved to Bowen Hills uh, sort of about two years ago. They outgrew the space. But, uh, for anyone that doesn't live in Brisbane, is that far away? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's about two kilometres as okay. the crow flies. Thanks, so, Nathan. So. Excellent. <laughs> well, we'll move on uh, just in the interest of time. And um, all advisors want to know and understand the values uh, that their clients hold in order to better serve them. How do you deep dive? Uh, how do you deeply understand um, your uh, broad-based clients, uh, their individual values? It is, and that, that goes back to the that process with the structured advice model. So it's just how we actually ask questions. So it's about understanding the why for what they're trying to achieve um, and being able to provide the those tools for for any of the for new clients coming, th oh, sorry, sorry, new advisors coming through, or um, it's it's about just giving them the, the tools and uh, for them to actually be able to to get to the real basis for why clients have, have come to see you in the first place. All right, then. So one of uh, uh, they say the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Do you have a good client retention rate? Um, I I'd, I'd say yes, Peter. We are. <laughs> um, if we, if we didn't, there'd be some serious questions about what we do. So we're quite fortunate we don't advertise for, for, for any clients. We're 90% of our new business comes from existing clients. So part of the, the whole structured advice model process is um, at the end of it, we actually provide a, uh, what's called a, a second opinion service to our, client, to our clients, existing clients. That's where it's effectively an additional service to our clients where we'll actually offer a full review, a financial review for any of their friends, family, children, at least just to see whether, yep, you're on the right track, you don't need any any assistance from us, or here's a few tweaks that I think you could improve on and uh, and go from there. So Nice. Okay, so that, that, that sounds pretty good and that's obviously a service that is not expressed as free but at your expense. Correct. It's, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, then how many of those clients would you say no to? Do you, notwithstanding the fact you have um, a broad-based client base, mm -hmm. um, do you say no to clients? And if so, what is your structure or strategy for that? Yeah, well, generally with, with regards to a lot of the, the referrals that come through from existing clients, whether it might be their 24-year-old son or their 70-year-old mother, um, for, for those clients, we're happy to assist if it's uh, obviously still looking after the, their their broader, uh, I guess, family, so to speak. Um, generally, what, what I have come to learn is that some clients, you generally know if they, they actually understand the, the value of what we provide. Um, that's been probably one of the, the biggest learning things for me over the last, what's that, 12, 13 years, is you've got to accept that you're not going to be able to provide all things to all people. Um, I think when we talk about when clients are coming to buy you on price, they generally leave you on price. 
it, for me, if they understand the value of what we provide as financial advisors, I mean, then that's ideally my ideal client. So it might be a small, as I said, a, a young accumulator. I'm here for the long term, so I look at that. Just growing that relationship is um, is important. So. All right, thanks for that, um, and congratulations because you've just answered my next question, which is what have been your learnings, <laughs> and uh, I, I okay. guess uh, that, that that is a critical learning about um, when to say yes and when to say no to clients. Have yeah. there been any, any other learnings that have helped you develop and evolve the business as it is today? Yeah, I think um, the big one for us is you've got to really utilise. Well, firstly, technology. That's been a big part um, okay. for the for our growth. Um, we 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 invest a lot on, I guess the, the the systems and processes. We feel, obviously, if you've got that running smoothly, it can it makes, well, as I said, it's initial cost initially, but once you've got it moving, it allows you to actually take that next step in terms of scale. All right, so for other advisors listening in, when you're talking about investment in technology, uh, you, rec you would be an advocate, spend the money to get good technology, but that relates to client management systems yeah. and other policy administration structures? Absolutely, all of that. So it's, um, I think having those appropriate systems and processes and using that technology, I mean, technology's uh, changed a lot over the last 10 years, particularly around the financial services. It can really improve the efficiencies back office ensures uh, all the reporting, everything to to be kept accountable for, I guess, financials, for income, and having those tools is, is, is great for, to see how you're actually progressing. Um, it's a big thing to, we've done it now for about uh, nine years, where we actually spend a full two days out of the office to actually work on the business as directors. Um, that's, that's probably one of the best things we've ever done. And I was looking back, we've just had our recent off-site down in, down in Byron Bay for, for two days just to work on what the next 12 months is in, entails. And I was actually looking back at seven years earlier at some of the, the items we wanted to tick off, just little improvements over time. But it's amazing, you just uh, chip away what you can actually achieve over that period. And it's, um, it, it is quite nice because, I mean, when you first started, it seemed like it was a mountain you had to scale, but you chip away and and it's amazing what you can achieve in little bite-sized uh, uh, pieces. All right, so you'd be um, an advocate for recommending that other advice businesses, as hard as it may seem, actually find the time to get out and stand on the balcony and look down on the dance floor of their business, as it were? Absolutely, I think that's probably the mo one of the most important things you can do as, as business owners um, within a business. To okay. So over the journey, um, when you look back, are there things that you would have done differently, Nathan, if you had the opportunity? It's a common question that seems we're asking uh, most of your colleagues. Is it? Uh, okay, what would I have done differently? I guess it's hard, because I, I know I've, we all make mistakes. I think um, without making those mistakes, you probably don't learn. So, But for me, I think it's um, probably undervaluing what we do as advisors. Um, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but uh, I think it's hard to put a price on what we do with clients, whether it's appropriate insurances. I mean, I've seen, we've handled over $100 million in claims over the last, since 2010, since we've been recording it. Um, I think the other thing I would probably do is, I've never really uh, been a, I'm not a big salesperson amongst personal friends. I think it's just allowing them to 
to know what you do and come to me but there have been instances where things have happened and that's probably something I, I wish I had probably been a little more uh, vocal on in terms of that point. That's a troubling and difficult thing that is experienced by many advisors, the extent to which they know their friends should have those sorts of conversations and find it difficult sometimes to do that. So um, I'd love, whilst love to explore that in a little bit more detail, perhaps we'll find another time to do that. Is there, uh, in finishing up, perhaps a final message that you might want to send to your peers who are continuing on their advice journey looking mm -hmm. to perhaps develop their business? Uh, absolutely. I think um, I think it's, although there's a lot of, a lot of uh, talk in the industry at the moment with the Royal Commission, but I think it's a, a fantastic industry. Um, I mean, I love it. Every client's different. It's, uh, and I just, I'm sure we all, we're all in here to help, help our clients and uh, that's why we do what we do I think so. Alright, well uh, for the time being, Nathan Newell, hmm. Sharon Partners, thank you for your time. Thanks Peter. This Advisor Success Series podcast was brought to you by Astron Life. Contact your Astron Life BDM on 1800 739 641 to find out how both you and your clients can get more out of Astron Life.